more of a. It is. It's more of that, but even that's pretty wrong. Yeah. Should we start this uh, podcast? I guess. Daddy, no! That's... I'm the one that's murdering you. No! <laughs> okay. There we go. I like that one the best. Hi and welcome to After the Hype. With me, your host, as always, Brian Dressel. With me, as always, is Jonathan Artisy. Yep. And Chewy Darsa. Daddy, no! Why can't I stop murdering you? (laughs) I wish you were dead. No! (laughs) I wish you were dead! Damn it! My wish came true. Those birthday wishes, man. I'm my own genie. (laughs) They're tricky. Oh, boy. So... Welcome to week three of Halloween month, a.k.a. October. We are moving along through our chosen horror films, and you might have remembered how I've mentioned a few times that we'll be covering <laughs> Let the Right One In this week. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, the closer we got to it, the more I just felt like we've already done a vampire movie. It wasn't a great vampire movie, but we covered it. And I really just didn't want to have the best movie that we covered. I wanted to have the worst so, <laughs> so you let the right one in. <laughs> so I let the right one in. And we're talking about one of my favorite movies of all time, Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Blood. And I am so excited to talk about it. Before we get too far into it or before we go into our where we've been doing, I want everyone to know I am aware of how good the movie is slash isn't. That doesn't mean I love it any less. And I think it's awesome. Uh, I well, I think like we even had a conversation about that earlier. I was like, which which one should we do? And I was definitely enabling you in this choice. Oh, yeah. Because so. Chewie was very much in the, let's do four. Because it was between four and seven. Because <laughs> four is usually known as the best one. You go back to our battle episode from, I don't even know how many episodes ago. A hundred, probably. If not more. Uh, you go back to that battle episode. And I think we all kind of agreed four was the best. And then, of course, I won. Because I kick ass at battles and Jason X won. But we all knew four was the best. Uh, right. Seven is my favorite but we'll we'll get there uh let's just do a quick where have you been doing i can go first and i will continue with what i said two weeks ago three weeks ago titans are back bitches i decided to actually watch more than just the first episode and holy fuck it is currently my favorite show on tv right now not counting doom patrol because that one's not currently on um but Titans is far and away the thing that I'm looking forward to the most every week right now. And the fact that I have to wait for tomorrow, uh, or if when we're actually recording two days from now, is killing me. Like, it's just killing me. We just saw an entire episode about Connor Kent, and it was awesome, and it was funny, and I can't say enough good things about it. If you're not watching Titans, then you probably don't have the DC app. If you have the DC app, you're probably watching Titans. And I should recommend you get the DC app, but I... Sure, you're just out there going, I just want Disney Plus. And it's like, yeah, yeah. DC's. Or in our case, it's more seriously like, well, which service should we drop to watch this one? And we're playing a <laughs> juggling game to keep within streaming budget. Yeah. Brian and I have to be like, we really love AP Bio, and yay, it's back. It's on going to be on Peacock. How are we going to watch it? We, we have to pay for that. Yeah, I guess we're never going to watch it. No. I wonder <laughs> if I'll get a discount. I hope so, because I have no interest in paying for that. But I really want to watch season three of AP Bio. Yeah. Look, as, as much as I, I'm a Disney hater these days, what up? They, they've ruined it for any other streaming service. If you're not doing what Disney's doing by having an expansive library and a reason to subscribe, join up with somebody, for God's sakes. 
I'm kind of at the. I look at the Disney lineup, not to go crazy down Disney Plus, and it's like, yeah, I've seen all of it. Yeah. I'm not going to pay a bunch of money to rewatch it all again. The only reason why I'm paying for that service when it comes out is for The Mandalorian, because that looks awesome. Yeah. Um, and probably the Marvel shows. I'll probably re up whenever those come out, but otherwise, eh. Um, but that was not Titans at all. So, Chewy, where have you been doing? I watched the first three episodes of Stumptown. Woo! Starring Kobe Smulders. Based on a comic written by Greg Rucka. We love Greg Rucka. We do. And we actually really like uh, Kobe Smulders. Hashtag one of the main women in the MCU that got kind of left out of Endgame and uh, uh, the other one. Infinity War? Infinity War. It's a real long hashtag. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm annoyed. I think most people were. Maybe she was too busy filming Stumptown. I don't know. How is Stumptown? Stumptown is actually quite enjoyable. Uh, It is a show about a woman that was in the Iraq War, has severe PTSD, lots of issues because of that, a little bit of a drinking problem. People love giving women with problem drinking problems. And, well, that's just kind of... They love giving veterans drinking problems. Yeah, they love giving veterans drinking problems. Really true. Uh, And Nick from New Girl plays her best friend, uh, I never remember his real name. And Jake. He's Nick from New Girl. Jake. Uh, <laughs> he owns a bar. And uh, Brian's trying to remember his real name without looking it up. But either way. <laughs> Jake. Uh, it's, it's a procedural uh, within the veins of, you know, a cop procedural, except this time she's a P.I., she, well, she actually needs to get her degree or whatever PIs get. I don't really know. Uh, Certificate? <laughs> I yeah. don't know. I'm not yeah. an authority on You're that. You're allowed Shut to up. snoop legally. <laughs> her merit my badge? <laughs> her merit badge. I don't know. How. My, uh, this paper says I can legally snoop. Ugh. But there's, there's key moments in the show where they win me over. They have great moments musically. And there's a one moment in the third episode that I really like where the one cop guy is trying to seduce her and she just stops him for a moment as he's like, you know, kissing her neck and stuff. And she just goes, you know, you're not seducing me. I just feel like getting off right now. And then they go have sex. And I'm like, her delivery, of course, is way better than mine. And I was just like, well, that's actually a really good line. I like that. I don't know. Maybe that was lifted straight from the comic. Who knows? Greg Rick uh, is a pretty good writer. Yeah. It could be. Um, and she has a brother that she takes care of who has Down syndrome to some degree. He seems very uh, capable. But it's nice to see someone who actually has Down syndrome getting a chance to act uh, and, you know, be a good representation for that community. So, I recommend it. Stumptown's cool. fun. John, what well, about it's you? Cool that she, oh, I was going to say before, uh, it's oh. cool that she gets a chance to, like, lead something because we all know she's good. And it's time other people... Johnson! Jake Johnson! Thank Jake God! Johnson. <laughs> Fuck! By the way, he looked it up. Thank you. <laughs> we figured it out. We solved it. Now we get our own certificate of investigation. Merit badge, please. <laughs> Merit badge. <laughs> a gold I'm star. Sure any PI listens to this, they're like, it's a real thing! Yeah, your merit badge is a real thing. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, going back to Brian's earlier comment about vampires, I finished the entire Sookie Stackhouse saga, the all 14 books and mm. epilogue book. 
So does she Whew. end up with Eric or with... Uh, Bill! Bill! Okay. <laughs> no, she uh, she ends up with Sam or Lot. Oh, what? Really? Yeah, well, it works having read the 14 books because Eric <laughs> is really toxic. And I did something interesting. I read the reviews after finishing the whole book series just to see where people were at. And wow, people were pissed at this ending. Uh, so much so that I guess they sent death threats to the author Aww. that they really wanted Eric to uh, be the one she chose. Except in the book, Eric was going to turn her against her will, and he was very controlling. It was a super toxic thing, even though they had the most the, their passionate romance was the most exciting. It was still leading her down a path that she had no control over her life, and it was very, it was interesting to read. But was Sam better in the books than he was in the show? Because he had a real wide yes. in the show. Yes, in the books, he's so much better. Um, and at a certain point, they both become co-owners of the bar and business partners, and they just have a very good friendship. And they really establish that over the course of the books that when Sookie's got problems, he's always there for her. He's not a nag that he is in the True Blood show, which I've been watching that on and off, and I'd already lost interest after season two. Um, but yeah, in the in the show, he's just... Na 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 na, Suki, no, Suki, no. Whereas Suki, why aren't you sleeping with me? Doesn't he call her Suk? I don't. Yeah, I thought it was something weird and, like that. Yeah, and it's just he's so much better in the books, and there's just so much more. He's given so much more character development than what the show does. So it's <laughs> for me, it she made she made a her own choice, and it was a good choice, and. The vampires that she could have gone with, and even even some of the other supers were not very good for her. But the funny thing is, Bill Compton became a a tech company video game creator, <laughs> and created the like the most popular violent vampire video game. And that's his like his pro his epilogue is he that made he made Blood Rain. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> essentially. Well, they, they did not touch on that on the show. Why no. would they? Bill it's is such hilarious. a good plot point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I highly recommend the books. They're they're really quick. I think the audiobooks for me took what less than ten hours each one, and they're just super fast. And the Sookie in the books is a lot more fleshed out, fully realized. I don't know, just so much better than the show. It's sad. There's so many cool ideas in the books, and I really had a good time. I'm sad that it's done though. Yeah, I might give it a shot at some point. I always meant to, and then I just didn't for whatever reason they're yeah they're just they're just so easy to read that's the thing is they're quick and you just go through them really fast i think the thing that took the longest was waiting for some of them to be in at the library huh so interesting yeah all right are we ready to uh chit 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 cha 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 this is the worst one this is worse than john's earlier oh i'm glad someone lowered that bar all right so, uh, <coughs> Friday the 13th, part seven, The New Blood. Uh, this is a, a very, I'll, just, I'll try to frame this as much as we can, as, as quickly as I can, why this was my pick and why we decided to do this one, and then I'll do a little breakdown of what happens in it. Uh, Friday the 13th is far and away my favorite horror movie franchise. If you've listened to the show for a long time, you probably know that. If you've been to our website, I've even written an article about how I rank all of the movies. I love Jason and I love Friday the 13th. There's just something about those movies that I love. Moving past that and why I like this one the most 
will be part of the main episode. But first, let's do a quick breakdown. So, if you've been paying attention to the Jason franchise, or if you have not, you're going to do great, because the opening of this movie is a previously on, which is just <laughs> insane. <laughs> which you was actually really helpful know. for me, because I was like, what happened before? I don't think I've actually seen a few of these. And the, when the pre- previously on happened, I was like, oh shit, yes, I've only seen a couple of these. Yeah. So much happened. And now you're caught up. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, so Jason drowned in a lake. His mom killed a whole bunch of teenagers. He didn't drown in a lake somehow and aged and then started killing people himself because his mom was no longer around to do it. And Jason just slowly but surely killed his way until he got to Corey Feldman, who buried a machete so deep in his head that he fucking killed the hell out of him. Corey Feldman then grows up. His name is Tommy Jarvis. He goes to a mental institution where he thinks he's Jason for a little while. And then the entire filmmakers are like, let's just pretend that movie didn't fucking happen. And we're going to move on to part six where we're going to open up the camp. And the camp is open and Jason's around. Tommy Jarvis is like, no, Jason needs to be dead. So he goes and takes Jason, buries him by tying him to a rock and dropping him in a lake. And that's where this movie picks up. This movie picks up. We now have... Tina, who is a psychic and has psychic capabilities and telekinesis, and she's awesome, and she's a badass, and she kills her dad. Uh, <laughs> kills her dad. That's her bona fide right there. Yep. In, uh, in Crystal Lake, after throwing a bit of a tantrum, taking a boat out of the middle of the lake, dad's like, hey, come back. And she's like, no, I'm going to kill you. And she does. She doesn't actually say that, but it happens. Moving past that. 20 years later, 10 years later, how many fucking years later, they go back to the lake because she's still having mental problems from being the person who killed her dad. Makes sense. Uh, she goes out to the lake where she killed her dad and she feels something down there and using her telekinesis, she's like, I'm going to bring whatever's down there back to life. Oh, fuck, it's Jason. Jason wakes up. He looks <laughs> awesome. This is the best design for Jason, bar none, across the entire franchise. Uh, we'll get into that too. Jason wakes up, looks around and goes, Teenagers. And goes on a killing spree. Uh, Just murdering everyone he possibly can. This is, from what I can tell, I need to do a little bit more research, but from what I remember, this is the only movie where Jason kills as many men as he does women, which is another thing, possibly why I like this movie as much as I do. Uh, As the movie goes on, Jason keeps killing, 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 kills her mom, kills the psychic, kills the psychiatrist, kills all of her friends. Basically, Jason goes up to Tina, like, all right, well, you're the last one here. And she's like, bitch, I got telekinesis powers. And they have a battle, and she blows his mask off and drops two houses on him. Uh, Still doesn't kill him. Eventually just burns him a little bit. Electrocutes him. Electrocutes him a little bit. None of that works. (laughs) But if she kills him the same way she killed her dad, that might work. Nope, that didn't work. But somehow her dad did not rot in the bottom of the water. Comes up from the water, takes Jason down with him. Bob's your uncle. Everything's fine. Tina and her boyfriend get carted off in an ambulance going, we did it. And by saying we did it, it means that all the evidence means that you probably did this and they're definitely going to jail for the rest of their lives. Friday the 13th, part seven, the new blood. And the movie after this really should have been a buddy comedy about the dad going, no, 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 Jason. (laughs) You need a strong father figure in your life. Yeah. We're going to stay under this water, and we're not going to kill teenagers. We're going to stay under the sea. (laughs) He comes home after getting groceries and sees Jason killing a teenager. Oh, what did I tell you? Bad Jason. Bad Jason. Jason, stop killing teenagers. Go to your room. At least kill some 20-year-olds. No! Stop murdering. (laughs) Yeah, see, I would watch that. There's still time. This movie starts with a girl was rightfully unhappy that her dad is an abusive asshole yes uh and her way of dealing with that was to run into a lake on a boat reasonable response it's real weird (laughs) 
Uh, I mean, props for learning how to operate a, a boat. I mean, and that's... they never bring up the fact that he's an abusive asshole ever again. Well, I mean, I think the important part of the story was that she killed him. Yeah, he was beating it her mom. It's a strong reaction. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that it didn't matter what he did. She still murdered somebody with her mind. That will mess with you for a little bit of time. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't like, the, I don't think the psychiatrist's goal of working with Tina was like, you were justified. <laughs> <laughs> the whole point was, yes, you murdered right. somebody. You're... Let's get you healthy. Although actually the whole point was, I want to write a book about you. Yeah. So. Ugh, yeah. Can't trust anybody in a Friday the 13th movie. You really can't. No, they're all scumbags. Uh, but so, I don't know. This movie always starts, I'm like, I don't feel that bad. At least for me. Well, no, I don't think you could feel that bad. I honestly don't think it's a... Like, I think it was kind of a smart move, because if he was just like, that loving father, like, oh, daughter, you're going to grow up and rule the world. Then you'd be like, oh, she was <laughs> awful. Why did she kill her dad? Well, but he could have been like, you can't have a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that given how bad he was, it, the fact that she kills him, it means you're never going to lose faith with her. Like, it's not like, oh, she's a bad person. She's as bad as Jason. That's not the case. Yeah. She killed a bad guy. She still has to deal with that grief. She still has to deal with that grief. And yeah. she does so by taking a psychiatrist to the lake where she killed her dad. Probably not the best plan. Which I've still Yeah, that whole immersion therapy doesn't really work. Whether no. Who owned that house at that point? I think it was their lake house. Because they had, like, the photos of the dad everywhere. Which is also another weird thing. Like, Ugh, we have photos a lot, but it's not just photos of tools. It's like really like pounding it into your daughter. You're like, feel bad. Yeah. Do you remember when your dad was here? I do. Yeah. <laughs> Pepperidge Farmer members. <laughs> and then for some reason, the psychiatrist looks like he has his own desk and everything there. Like he's been there a while. Like he has paperwork. Yeah, and he stuff. moved in quick. Yeah. I mean, there is a chance that this isn't their first time there, but I'm pretty sure it is. And you have to remember, we're watching the best movie ever made. Yeah. <laughs> I want to keep reiterating. I know how good the movie is. That doesn't make me love it any less. <laughs> um, but you're right. I mean, the, the story, the framing story of her showing up to her dad's place with the psychiatrist is super fucking weak. It makes no sense whatsoever, but it gets us to where Jason is. Yeah, it needs to be there. Yeah, and that, that's the whole thing. I think the best thing about the whole framing story is the mom. And I don't know how I've seen this movie more times than I can count. Every time I sit down, I'm like, no, the mom doesn't die. And every time I'm like, ah, fuck, there she goes. <laughs> she's dead. Yeah. The movie even telegraphs, like, she's going to die. And you're like, no, no, she couldn't. But yeah. she does. Yep, sure does. Gets punched to death. I thought she got stabbed. I thought she got no, punched. No, she got stabbed with uh, oh, that weird, like, scythe right. Who got thing? punched through the, with a hole? It just, It's boom. one of the guys. One, one of the dudes. Of the, yeah. yeah. I don't know. They're also. But I think what, what Great I like... characters, well-developed, three-dimensional. I mean, they're characters in the way of characters in Cabin in the Woods. Well, they all yeah. represent a thing. You got your weirdo, you got your your reckless guy, you got your nerd, you got your pretty boy, you know, the heart of gold pretty boy. Who grew up to work yeah. on many a soap opera. Yeah. and then, Good for him. And then you got your slut, and then you got your uh, nerdy girl... You got your bitchy girl. You got your like free loving hippie girl, and it's just like. And they all died. Yeah. <laughs> but then yep. the people that Every they gave the least yep. amount of personality to was the black couple, and they also dressed the black woman about as l- 
they dressed the black woman as if she was a doll. Yeah, it was a little weird. Like full head to toe clothes. But, th- but they did that with a few of them. Like the nerdy girl too. They dressed really awkward. Well, they all looked weird, but like she still wore a skirt and was sexualized a little bit. The nerdy one? The one who gets killed in the cabin? Or the the barn thing? Yeah. She was not sexualized. She was she she got herself dolled up for sex. That sexualized. Okay, fair. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll concede. I mean, the the black character does have sex with the other black character because, you know. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Those were the days. And I don't mean that in a good way at all. <laughs> right. I just really hated her outfit. I mean, I don't like overalls on anyone that's older than 10 anyways. They just looked super awkward. She looked like... I feel like you were just like, how long will I buy my son overalls? Uh, 10. Yeah. 10. <laughs> right. Pretty much. Uh, uh, one of our directors at work recently wore overalls, and the whole time I'm like, he's an authority figure. He's In- the director. Overalls. But he's wearing overalls. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a certain age where you reach and you try on overalls and you're like, no, not really. I know this a lot of people like be. it. It's a hang up for me. I want to get a pair so bad. I would be so unhappy. So bad. <laughs> uh, uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's just, no, but the, the, the costumes the, in this movie for those characters are just insane for me. Sure, but you're you're watching a Friday the 13th movie and critiquing the costumes. Like, like you look at the reviews in this movie, it's got a 13 on Metacritic. Like, but, we're not arguing that it's a good movie. We're arguing that it's awesome. I'm not All saying, these people I'm and their costumes are there to bad. be stabbed. They, they, they really, like, the costume designer in this movie really thought about it. I mean, you talk about how this is a Jason, the best Are Jason's sh- ever looked. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. J- the the Jason, we're saving Jason for the end. But no, they clearly thought about, like, especially the scene when the the preppy boy and the slut girl are going to go skinny dipping. Mm. That slut girl is in slut girl clothes. That's like, true. she's in a shirt. That was a shirt at one point. And then she went, you know what? <laughs> I sure, I can cut a bunch of this off and not wear a bra. And look very enticing. And I'm not sure, sure anyone, she I'm not sure anyone in that movie wore a bra. And then the yeah, guy, I don't think so. And the guy, Maybe Jason. The guy she's with <laughs> is dressed head to toe like a prep boy with jeans, a tucked in button up shirt, and a cardigan over his neck. And for his like, stupid outfit, he gets a machete to the face. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, when he was <laughs> when like, he sat down so... to try and do his like 20 part declothing, I was like, you're doomed. They're almost <laughs> like It's going to take satire. you 10 minutes. Like, I will... Like, I actually do like, however frustrated and annoyed I get at these costumes, they legit, like, feel like satire. I mean, they could be. I mean, the the, the fun Jason movies are 6 and 10. Like, those are the ones where, like, fuck it. Uh, this one actually <laughs> felt like they were trying to have some fun with it. Like, they're trying to make, like, a serious horror movie while not necessarily trying to make it fun. But, I mean, it still could be parodies. But, honestly, I, I, don't, I don't watch Jason movies for the costumes. Well, no. Because why they just would you? stand out so much in this one for me. This is I the think, longest conversation I think, though, I think anyone's had about the costumes in Jason, including the people who made it. Yeah, I do think though that it's <laughs> very interesting to watch these movies. <laughs> I think it's interesting to watch these movies and pay attention to the costumes as a time capsule for these things. Oh yeah, especially for like when you get to like Freddy versus Jason and all, and these future movies where where they. I don't know. It just speaks of the timelessness that this thing just keeps going. He just keeps coming back. I don't, it kind of it, it's a comforting thing. Yeah. That there's a different that there's er, eras that this movie travels through. 
I mean, well, and we get to see the costumes for it. Kinda. It really kind of hit one era and then just beat the hell out of that era and then kind of slowly <laughs> tried to find its way out of it and it never worked. And then it went to space. <laughs> well, I mean, that was actual. I mean, that's factual. There and was. Then we got the chain people room. out in space. You and that chain room. The chain room is good. People die in the chain room. Why is there a chain room? Why not? It's a school vessel. <laughs> Unless it's a Hellraiser school. It could be. We don't know. We never got to the school. Jason killed everyone. That would be a great crossover. It would be. It um, would be. Um, but anyway, let's just talk about this one. So um, when you talk about like the quote-unquote final girls of any of the Jason movies, a lot of people kind of forget most of them. Like, uh, everyone remembers, obviously, the first one, because she's awesome and she's great. Uh, a lot of people remember the second one mostly because of her, uh, I'm forgetting their names, and I'm a diehard fan. But the second one's the one who, like, throws on the mom's sweater and, like, tries to yell at Jason and tries to confuse him, and it actually kind of works for a second. So a lot of people remember her. But then you start kind of going, like, wait, who is that one about? I but don't remember any of them. Everybody remembers Tina. Most everybody remembers Tina because of the whole idea of let's take... Jason versus Carrie. And it's a really weird idea, especially given how much earlier Carrie came out than this movie. It kind of feels like whoever was in charge of it was just going through their screeners and like, oh, Does this come Carrie out yet. near Firestarter with Drew Barrymore? I don't think so. Maybe? I don't know. I don't remember when Firestarter came out. It just feels like a weird idea to have Jason versus Carrie. And it, it, it was an odd idea. Obviously led to my favorite movie. Um... Of the Jason franchise, let's be yeah. let's be careful there. It's no Terminator Two, uh, or Star Wars, or Star, or, or many movies. <laughs> we we can go on. It's no Space Jam. Uh, <laughs> Space Jam is ruined now because of R. Kelly's association. It's no Galaxy true. Quest. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Galaxy Quest is much better than a lot of movies. We're not going down that road. We're gonna talk. We're gonna try to stay on target as much as we can. I know it's very easy to jump off of this one because it's not great, but it's awesome. Um, but it is. Team, it, it's an interesting idea. You're right. The, yeah. the, the whole have the whole carry thing, the telekinesis, and just add that little chaotic element to the mix. That I mean, you ensure that she's going to be the final girl, but like how she gets there, like there's a curiosity. The it's, movie generates this curiosity immediately with it. For me, it wasn't even so much the curiosity of how will she get there; it's more the curiosity of like how will she fight him. I and mean, like, that's that's essentially what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like I, I just I really enjoy their fight, and I think that's why I like the movie as much as I do. Is when you go to any of the Jason movies, the final girl is the girl who is able to run away the longest. It's kind of like the the old story of like if you see a bear, how fast you have to run away, just faster than whoever you're with. And it's like that's kind of the Jason <laughs> right. theory. And then you get to Seven, and Seven finally has somebody who will go, "Nope, I'm gonna fight him." And they tried it again in eight, and the guy got his head punched off a building. So this girl's actually interesting because she can legitimately fight him. And Jason is kind of like a, a just an unkillable fucking killing machine. Like, you can do nothing to stop him. The most thing you can do is slow him down. Even Tommy Jarvis throwing him in the bottom of the lake only slowed him down until somebody brought him back up again. And then again in eight, something just brings him back up again. It's a boat dragging him with a chain. Makes no sense. I was about to say don't watch 8, but you should probably watch 8. 8's great. Jason Takes Manhattan. Um, <laughs> that's the one? That's the one. <laughs> that's the one. It's great! <laughs> Jason rides a potato boat to Canada. I mean, Jason Takes Manhattan. And guy, uh, <laughs> yeah, a guy tries to box him. That's what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, right? he tries to box him up. <laughs> <laughs> At least 8 wasn't going to have their... Uh, their special effects budget just slashed by the MPAA and told they had to be censored and everything. That was annoying. Um, so, but, um, but back to there, Tina. there is something that I 
a question that's been rumbling around in my mind while we while, while we talk about this sure. is the conversation we had earlier where it was trying to decide between the best one or your favorite one. And I know you've, we've gone through a few of those reasons, but just did you, was this your favorite immediately upon watching? Did it take a while? Did you watch them all? Like, I want to, I kind of want to get that journey to this being your favorite. Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, so it, it, the, <laughs> I'll answer the question first and I'll tell you the journey. The, the reason this one's my favorite is what we were just talking about. It's Tina. Tina is the reason I love this movie and it's because she's willing and can fight Jason. Um, but the way that I ended up there is like I, I, when I was a kid, I was terrified of every single horror movie ever fucking made. They just scared the bejesus out of me, uh, mostly because of movies like The Exorcist, Halloween, and then eventually Scream is the one that just like tipped me over because Scream was people in our era. Like they were the 90s. It's now and people are getting murdered and it just scared the fuck out of me. And then it wasn't until I found Friday the 13th where I'm like, oh, this is kind of funny. Like there's nothing scary about this. It's just a dude in a hockey mask slaughtering tons of people and it looks fake as shit and I was able to really get into it and just really sink my teeth into it and the first time I saw Seven the fact that there was just something different to it and just that slight tinge of like oh we're actually gonna fight him and it's the only one where it happens it kind of happens again in Ten with the the android but that doesn't really work um, and again like I mentioned in Eight where a guy tries to box him there's a lot of attempts at fighting him but nobody actually wins this is the only time where she actually tries to fight him and succeeds. Everything else just kind of wins by happenstance. Like they win, like I said, because they ran away the longest. This is the only time where she's like, I need to defeat him, and she does. And the fact they actually let the girl fight him. Like I feel like even like the android one, none of the human women fight him. They all just get murdered. And then it comes down to a dude to punch him, basically punch him in the back of the head till they both crash into the new earth. Weird ending in 10. Um, but this one, she <laughs> yeah. actually she fights him. She does a lot of damage to him. She legitimately pisses him off, which is something you don't ever see in Jason. Jason in the most... Normally, I don't see his face. And if you do, it's for a few moments here and there. You see it a lot, I think, in either two or three. I don't remember which. Um, but like this is the only time where you see that real mangled face, gross-looking, like, I've been underwater for 10 years face. Um, and it's creepy. And I just love the way when she blows the mask off for the first time and it's just like... Uh, and it's just... All of that together, like the, it just made a movie that I thought was just endlessly entertaining. And then just fucking Jason chasing the dude through the wood, through the woods with that big fucking weed whacker thing. I'm oh, like, you mean my favorite scene in this entire movie? Oh yeah. It's, yes. It's so Excuse funny. me a second. I'm Jason. I'm going to go to the shed and grab a, <laughs> the, the buzzsaw yeah. and rev it up and chase after you. And the, Amazing. The, at this point in the franchise, the MPAA had been so fucking hard on the Friday the 13th movies that they had to start getting creative. Like, they tried to make it the most violent movie they possibly could, but know they're going to have to trim it down at some point. And that's where we get things like one of the most iconic kills in Jason history in this movie, where he takes a girl in a sleeping bag and whacks her against a tree. <laughs> oh, uh, when I watched this, my first thought was like, I hope this is the one that has the sleeping bag, because that was a funny gag. That was a funny death. And it didn't. I didn't connect right away that that was the case. And when it happened, I was just like, "Ooh, yes, this movie's fun." <laughs> I did the Christoph Waltz thing, like the "Ooh, fun," and bingo. And preceded by one of the most ridiculous lines. Oh, oh, uh, the don't don't take your quote. Don't, oh, oh, you can say it if you want to, of course. But come, you, come on, you hunk of a man, come and get me. <laughs> and it's just like, what? Did anyone yell that at a dude? It, 
if I was a dude outside that tent who was planning on sleeping with that woman, she would have gotten a, what? <laughs> God, you hunk of a man. Ooh. Uh, that's not... Are you calling for me? And she w- and she was in a mummy-style sleeping bag, by the way. Yeah, because they had to have one that he could fully zip up to slam her against a tree. Yeah. <laughs> but that would be a terrible sleeping bag to have sex in. Terrible sleeping bag to have sex in. He would have had to whack her against that tree a few more times. Uh, and the part that he whacked her was her, like, torso and yeah, legs. Yeah, she would have broken a few ribs. But it doesn't matter, because it's an awesome kill. Like, it's such an awesome kill. Yeah. It's so awesome that they did a callback to it in Jason X. I thought they did a callback to it in the redo. No, Jason X. Oh. He has one girl on the ground in a tied-up sleeping bag, and he's using the other sleeping bag to whack the oh, girl on the ground. Oh, yeah, yeah, the hologram. <laughs> yeah. jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, one thing I also noticed, too, about this is... They, I mean, this this must have been the inspiration for the game that came out that had all that troubled production, because this, like, I was like, oh, that cabin, where you, oh yeah, the, where you the, can be in the game. I'm not sure. Like, I mean, obviously, I've played a lot of that game. I probably put about 20, 25 hours into it, and then I kind of burn out. But like that game, it, it feels a lot like, honestly, what we've been talking about the most here. It feels a lot like four, and it feels a lot like seven. Um, and seven is more in like the design of like the cabins and whatnot, like exactly what John's saying. Um, but the rest of it felt more like four to me. But that's so it, it basically takes the the best of the both both your the best one and your favorite. Yeah, is that game still going? Yeah, you can uh, still play it online. They just can't do any more you, updates. They got locked out. Yeah, lame. They can't make anything more for it. It's nope. it's done. They can. I don't even think they can do serious DLC or patches nope. or they anything. Can't, they they, they have can't to just add any more content. They can so, just keep what they have going. Why can't yep. Disney, in all of its wealth and power... By Friday the 13th? Buy, buy the rights from all the freaking people that got the different parts of the rights at this point so they can just make more movies. I mean, I don't think Disney's ever going to make Friday the 13th. It'd be... I'm not even sure if I'd be but okay. But they don't have to even put it under Disney monikers. Put it under the Fox moniker. Yeah. I mean, technically Paramount owns the biggest stake in it right now. No, they're not going to let that go. No. <clears throat> Paramount should... Find out somehow, get the money to buy the rights from everybody else that makes more of these movies. Yeah, that whole the deal with New Line really fucked over the Friday the Thirteenth fan franchise. Yeah, but it did get us uh, Freddie Roach Jason, so there are you know pluses and minuses. Mm. Um, although Freddie, yeah, I mean that was that was fun. That was a fun Kane one to Hodder, watch. And you know, fuck that. Um, but speaking <laughs> of Kane Hodder, let's talk Jason. Jason is the most skeptical he's ever been in this movie. There's so Continue. Many t- what do you mean by skeptical? Well, there's just so many times when he looks around going, well, this is new. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he has my my favorite fucking moment, and I think it's the nerdy girl, I want to say. Oh, when she runs out? Yeah. yeah. Uh, she has this moment where she finds a dead body in a tree and just screams, and Jason, or Kane doing it, has like, Kane's just fucking body language as Jason is incredible. It's my favorite Jason by far. But he has this lean out from a tree of like, who's that? <laughs> Another person to murder? I mean, it starts out right away when he wakes up underwater and he's like, oh. Huh, where am what? I? Oh, jeez. Wasn't I just fighting Tommy Jarvis? How am I underwater Who's again? waking me up? Who keeps putting me underwater? God. Oh. You know, water yeah, I thought that was really funny too. is just a metaphor. Or would it be a metaphor? Water is the most unstoppable force on oh, Earth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that works. Allegory. Yeah. Allegory. Yeah. Sure. Um, 
But I, I, I really just enjoy, especially because every other Jason we've had throughout, I, I really enjoy all of them. I think everybody who's played Jason has brought something of their own to the role, all the way up to um, Derek Mears from the most recent one. And I love Derek Mears. He's played Swamp Thing. Uh, he's been, he plays a few guys on Arrowverse. He's a good actor. And like a lot of them kind of do their own thing with it. He wasn't, he wasn't afraid to run. Kane Hodder is like, Jason doesn't have to run. Um, like, and I like that they all kind of have their own ideas. But the only thing that, that this one has, that Kane has beyond anybody else, is that physicality and the way that he moves. The way that he like grabs people, the way he kind of like jerks at people. He has this like violent nature that just kind of puts you on edge. And he does it better than fucking anyone. And then on top of that... In this movie, we have the best design, Jason. And that's actually something where people legitimately agree with me, which is kind of nice. Um, most s- people agree the design of Jason in 7 is the best version. Well, the yeah, I was really impressed with it. when you get, he comes out of the water. Oh, yeah, spine and like a shoulder on, blade. And seeing his rib cage and, like... They just did a really good job. Yeah. Uh, even seeing the teeth on the side of his face, on the side of the mask, before oh. it's... As it cracks a little bit, you start to see the teeth move a little bit as the face moves. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's like, there's so much about this design that... See, I, I don't really... I haven't watched as many of them or haven't been with it from the beginning, so I, I don't, I'm don't. i not sure of placement, but... I can lend them to you. Don't worry. Oh, yeah, and please do. But <laughs> I'll tell you this. That's actually serious. It but is a more desi- enjoyable franchise to get caught up with than Chucky. That's true. <laughs> I like the Chucky movies too, but I I won't do a whole podcast about those. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, yeah, I was really struck by the design of it. And I was, wasn't expecting that, which is weird from, because there's a lot of cool designs and cool things that this series seems to do, but yeah, they really pulled out all the stops for this. Yeah. I mean, Jason, like on another level, even the number one thing for a part seven. Yeah, goodness. Exactly. The number one thing Jason's known for, usually for most people, is his kills. He's got the most creative kills, which is saying something because he also has to go up against Freddy. Um, But most people still give Jason the edge. Just slight. Well, because Jason's all about, you know, the job. Yeah. Freddy plays with his food. Exactly. Jason's just like, how can I kill you as efficiently as possible with this thing? Yeah. It's like the MacGyver of murders. And, and Freddy's <laughs> like, I'm going to make you squirm. Yeah, Freddy wants to scare you a little bit. Yeah. Jason's like, well, if I scared you, great. But either way, you're dead. Yeah. So that's the end goal here. Um, and I don't think that Seven has the most creative kills out of the franchise. In fact, it kind of has some of the lesser. It's a lot more just straightforward. I'm going to stab this guy. I'm going to stab that guy. But the thing that they do better in this one than I think any of the other ones is that you, you can track better of him just finding things around him and killing people with those. So he wakes up and he finds like a metal camping spike. So he kills the first two or three people with a metal camping spike. Eventually loses the spike and then he finds a machete and buries a machete in somebody's face. And then he just keeps moving on. And I really like that version of it. It kind of feels almost like a video game, like almost like a like a Breath of the Wild thing of like, I found this weapon, I'll use it for a while. Up oh, it broke, I'm going to find a new weapon. Right, like, a, like an upgrade path. There's yeah. a clear progression of his weapons in this that... You know, as a video game player, it was a very interesting and fun way to chart his progress, his ascension to <laughs> his kills. Yeah, all the way up to Weed Whacker. <laughs> right. It's not a Which, Weed Whacker, It's though. not, it's but what is blade. it? It's a blade. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, a combo Weed Whacker buzzsaw. I think he, want, he like played a, Dead Rising or something. Yeah, is it like a hedge trimmer? I don't, I'm not a landscaper. No, it, there, there was a saw at the end of that thing. Yeah, like, so I, it's, it's like, a dangerous fucking weapon is what it yeah. is. This was definitely before the era of wire weed trimmers. Right? 
Oh no, it's scratching him to death. Oh god. Oh, you get hit by one of those plastic uh, weed whacker things. That'll break your skin. Yeah, I've had it happen. Yeah, it yeah. sucks. Yeah. Uh, not by Jason, or I wouldn't be here right well, now. No. I, I've rambled on for a majority of this looking at the waveform about how excited I am just to talk about Jason and just the Friday 13th movie, which we've never done. We've only covered them in battle before, so mm. I feel kind of like I've let people down. But what do you guys think? So you guys are not fans of the franchise. You might enjoy them, but you're not like me, fanboy by any stretch. How did you feel about Friday the 13th, part seven? I mean, it is better because at least I can remember the characters. Better than what? The other movies. All that of them? Not all of them, but like I, I, you made me watch these movies. And a few times. The only things that I remember <laughs> is I do remember Tina. Yeah. I remember all the characters in this freaking movie because they're costumes. <laughs> Back to the costumes. <laughs> They're so specific. Um, <laughs> right. But when you when I go back to the other movies, when I try to remember them, it's just like, all right, I remember Corey Feldman. Yep. Uh, I remember the mom who runs through the rain without a bra. That's in five. Um, I remember there was a... A boat to Manhattan. There was someone who got, got like killed in an outhouse, and then there was a thing with a barn. I'm just I'm just telling you which movie she's talking about. She's uh, two and three right there. But yeah, all the other okay. ones just kind of blur <laughs> together. But this one does stand out a bit more because it actually tried to do something different. And yeah. granted, a lot, if you look at the reviews from the Times, everyone's like, "Yeah, it tries to do something different, but it's way too little, way too late in this god awful franchise." <laughs> And yeah, I remember the space one. Because it's awesome! Because it's in space, but mostly I just remember... The chain room. The chain room, yeah. <laughs> Not the big drill bit that the dude falls on, lands, nope. and then slowly spirals down nope. as his gravity pulls. No, just a room full of chains with no foreseeable <laughs> purpose. It's so Jason well, every- can go chain, like, like a monkey, going through the chains. Like, does, it, does it make... Nope. Murder? <laughs> murder? He's a murder monkey. Murder monkey. Murder! <laughs> Makes no sense. It's awesome. Yeah. John, what about you? <laughs> Au contraire, it makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, ah. Um, it's weird for having not watched all of them and not caught up and been kind of on the periphery of this. What I've appreciated about this series in particular is just how goofy and funny it is. And it's, it's almost like something akin to like coming home (laughs) in a weird like philosophical way like there's a comfort to the goofiness and the cheesiness and the of a different time that this is that makes no matter what how how dumb the plot might be or how you know specific the costumes are watching these has always been a pleasant experience when i've come around to watching them every single time even like quality aside everyone has been a a fun a silly a pleasant experience so this is no different, but like more so with all the things you've mentioned throughout the whole podcast. It's it, just, it's fun. It's, it's, a, it's a horror film that's so just fun. And that's an interesting element to add to this, like whole genre, just fun. On this one, I, I mean, pun intended, it's campy. It is campy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's something. I mean, I've always enjoyed that sort of stuff. I love the campy stuff, I and mean, there's a reason I still love Power Rangers. Like, I just, I love that sort of just like you can see the strings charm. And this movie's no different. I mean, when the when Tina throws a TV at her psychiatrist, it's like, yep, you can see those strings. 
<laughs> that girl acts the shit out of it. She does. She does her damnedest. <sighs> How would I look if I was doing that? <laughs> and she has said recently that she would love to play Tina again. And it's like, yes! Make Friday the 13th Part 7 Part 2. <laughs> right? I'd be so excited. She is in 13 Fanboy, or Fanboy 13, I remember which. Uh, the movie that came out supposedly in September, but I can't find it fucking anywhere. Yeah. Um, I really want to see it. It's a fanboy. It's made by Deborah Voorhees, the girl from uh, one of the girls from Five. She wrote and directed it with a whole bunch of other people from the Friday Thirteenth franchise, including Corey Feldman. I really want to see that movie, but I can't find it anywhere. So, listeners, if you know it, please send it to me. I need to see this, and somehow I can't find it. I'm usually, very yeah, good and at it's this just. Stuff. Mm. And it- it's just interesting too to come to this movie specifically in this like this this grouping of films like you've got the you know Nightmare on Elm Street which is doing its own thing and kind of having their own piece of the cake but this feels special just there's a, it's like a party you know there and, was and a you're party. just yeah there was a party yeah but kind but of you're, just, you're going party. there you're le- you're letting loose you know the people who are acting the shit out of it like they're having fun doing it it's not taking itself too seriously and everyone can get on the same page with movies like this in this, this series at the same time. It's almost universal. Yeah. Cause and it, it, it almost brings people together, the, the murder, but it's the way these things are like this. I'm sure people at the time were sick of so many of these movies, but time has been very kind to this series in terms of its campiness. And I don't know. I, I have good feelings, warm feelings inside when I, think about this series and the parts i have seen that's still a really strange statement john you have warm <laughs> feelings about watching women get murdered it's not just women this one's eight and eight i know eight and eight the even wi- number women are very featured i'm not disagreeing with you and i know that we have problems with women but this one is a little bit better oh it's better <laughs> just a, just a little bit better well yeah i mean all those caveats aside it's just yeah yeah um but I, obviously, I agree with you. I love the hell out of this franchise. And it, it just, it really, it, it does, it warms my heart. I'm sorry, it does. I love this it's, franchise. It's just, it's interesting that a movie, though, like, even that I'm not fully versed in, and I'm not a huge, like, I'm not a huge fan of it, but there's still, like, it's, I still enjoy them. It, it's, it kind of transcends being a fan of it, in a way. Well, it's more like, like it, it's, it's not that they age well or they didn't age well or anything like that, but there, there's something like you just go back to like those 80s, like those slasher franchises. You got Freddy, you got Michael, you got Jason, you got Chucky, and all those things. And like, this was the only one, at least for my buck, that fully realized what it was. Like, Halloween had its moment of crisis, so did Freddy, or so did Jason, where they both went, well, what if it's not the main guy? And for, for us and the Jason side, that was part five. It's rough. Uh, for Halloween, it was part three. Tune in in two weeks uh, when we cover Halloween part three. Um, but like they're they're kind of rough moments. But for the most part, like after their moment of crises, they kind of figure themselves out. Halloween figured itself out to be yet another horror franchise. It kind of stopped innovating, at least in my opinion. I know a lot of people disagree with me. Uh, until it got to around H2O, which was kind of campy fun. I enjoyed H2O. I know it's not great. Resurrection is awful. But then the new Danny McBride one was actually really good. Go back and listen to our episode on that. Um, whereas Jason, I feel like they kind of knew what they were in the beginning. And they made two, three, four solid horror movies. Five went a little off the rails. And then on six, they're like, you know what? We've made six of these fucking things. Fuck it. Zombie Jason. 
And that's why I think I ended up loving everything else beyond there. Because it is that sort of thing. It's exactly what you said. It's a party. You're just showing up to the next party with zombie Jason. And and that's the thing is, the movie can only be this, and that's good and okay. Like with with like the Halloween movie, how they with the Danny McBride one, the one like it's good, but they made a serious attempt at it. Yeah, and you, no one's gonna no one's gonna feel compelled to make a super serious attempt anymore. At they did Friday in 2013, and it was not good. Well, did yeah, they try to make but him like relatable in that movie. No, they tried to make him more like Leatherface. Like he had like a little yeah. he had like a little cabin that he liked to keep people in. No. Yeah, no, it was, that's not it was Jason. I would like, say that the reason that you get like warm feelings uh from these movies, from like what I was saying earlier, what John was saying, is Jason just kills. Yeah. He's like he's all about the job. Like even my He's d- a workman. Yeah, I mean yeah. his job <laughs> so relatable. is to murder these people. He's not gonna play around, he's not gonna keep them from scraps, like he's not gonna do anything. He's just gonna kill him, he's gonna move on. Yeah, he's kinda like a shark. He just kinda moves if you get in his way and he actually is he's in the mood to murder, he's gonna murder. Sharks? He's always in the mood to murder. Well that's true. There is no up or down for Jason. Yeah, Jason doesn't take a day off. No, Jason doesn't take it off. This is he's very polarized. He understands. Yeah, I mean his I think I think there that's are why concerns the, the in terms of a labor standpoint. That he should probably take some time to himself. Yeah. Like, self-care and he's, all that. You know, clock out every break. once in a while. Maybe That's okay. brush his teeth. Murdering people <laughs> is his self-care. <laughs> See, that's a dangerous territory, though. If work becomes your self-care, then you're always working, right? It's Jason's that if you work... Jason loves his work. <laughs> and he'll never hey. work a day in his life, or he yeah. will, yeah. Yeah, always. So when you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. <laughs> Jason loves his job. Yeah. Uh, I want a shirt that says that, like... That, that same phrase, but with Jason's mask and, like, a smiley face. <laughs> but, like, that's the... I could do an entire episode on the remake and the, why the remake just didn't understand Jason. They understood so many things about Friday the 13th. They just didn't get the character Jason. Um, but that's for another episode. And I'm kind of working on something Friday the 13th related that I might... I might do. We'll see. I don't want to announce Ooh. too much. We'll see what comes of that. Um, now that you've hinted at it, it's going to be super difficult to complete. Yeah, now it'll be pretty much impossible, but we'll see. <laughs> um, but I, I think we've said about all we can on this thing. Are you guys ready for quotes? I quote, quote, but yeah. Uh, well, then I'll let Chewie go first. Chewie, what was your quote again? Let's remind. Come on, you hunk of a man. Come on and get me. <laughs> it's a great one. That's a great. Is that ju- the correct quote? I'm pretty sure it's it's close enough. Hunk of a man. And her come delivery get me. is awful. Oh, she's not into it. Clearly, she's like, I have to say what now? I don't think she liked the role. <laughs> no, her role sucked. <laughs> um, the whole no small roles, only small actors. Mm, she, she had a small both. role. That <laughs> was meaner than I was gonna be. Uh, my quote comes from one of the few problems I have in the movie, which is Tina's powers are never really fully explained to anyone. Only Tina, her mom, and the psychiatrist know both the mom and psychiatrist die. Uh, so really nobody understands Tina's problems. And when she runs into her boyfriend in the woods, well, after she foresees in her mind her mom dying, she just, boyfriend runs up, goes, are you okay? And she goes, I just saw my mom. I gotta go find her. Wait, what? <laughs> and they just move across. Just totally just keep moving. Like, yeah, that made sense. This guy, he's willing to chase that tail through a lot. He's like almost lights out level of just like willing to go with it boyfriend. Like we never covered They're like. They're 
girlfriend. They've only known each other for like two days. It's a Friday the 13th movie. They're deeply in love. Ugh. <laughs> They've seen each other. Everything in Friday the 13th is love at first sight. Or really bone at first sight. Yeah. Uh, and that's all he was trying to do. And she stayed a virgin. You assume. They never touch on it. She doesn't have sex in the movie. She's clearly going to jail because there's no evidence whatsoever of anyone else murdering anyone but her. Her fingerprints aren't on anything. <laughs> the only two survivors, everyone else is dead. Unless people remember Jason. And then they're like, ah, oh, somebody woke him up again. <laughs> that Jason. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get you. He'll get you. <laughs> All right, John. John, quote. I'm still trying to decide. Give me one second. Well, while John's trying to think of a quote, I will bring up, uh, if you guys are into fan posters, much like I am, I love fan-made posters for movies. This movie has some of the best. Some people have just made, like, some just diehard fans out there have made awesome one-sheets for this movie. I highly recommend looking them up. Did that buy you enough time, John? Yeah, I'll go with, um, I think it's around the same time as Chewie's quote, but before it's... The two kids, one, uh, the gal's like, I'm cold. Why don't we crawl in the sack? Why don't you fix the fire? There's no wood. We're in a forest. And they just they just deliver that line one after the other. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, there. somewhere. There's no yeah. wood. I got your wood right here. Yeah, yeah. Th- that'd be very Friday the 13th. If we use it, we'll it's, be warm. Yeah. You want me to right, burn your just, penis off? Okay. <laughs> there's no Next part about day. that, that conversation. <laughs> there's no part about that exchange that's in the least bit romantic or like, cool and it's played so deadpan that i don't don't know yeah i feel like it was hard to pick one that entire sequence kind of felt like how many people die in this movie uh (laughs) not enough Ah, do you think we can do 16 (laughs) yeah we can fit 16 in (laughs) sweet 16 yeah there you go oh why isn't that a jason movie friday the 13th the sweet 16 friday the 13th 16 candles what what killed 16 people (laughs) Don't kill Molly Ringwald, no! Uh, but kill the date rapist in the Oh, movie. man. No, he attacks a 16-year-old, like a, a 16, 16th birthday party, but he becomes the hunted. Oh. In a, in a twist in the end, and all these 16-year-olds try to attack him By and hunt way, him I down. By the way, I do kind of want to see that movie, that, that the sorority Christmas movie. Oh, yeah. stop It looks kind of good. Sure. Uh, rating system. Rating for this system... Rating system for this movie... It's going to be a little out there. It's going to require a little bit of thoughts. Okay. How would you kill this movie? <laughs> All right. Um, well, you would need 3D glasses. Sure. That's part and of I three, but I'll, would, I'll go with it. Yeah, yeah. But like, it just with the way that that buzzsaw thing happened, yeah. I would also combine it with the scythe thing, like a double-ended thing, like... So he could come at you like two-handed. There you go. It. Yeah. I want to go for what I think would probably be the. Yeah, I, I want to go for the the Jason kill on uh, I forget the character's name, the boyfriend out of the van uh, of the black couple when he just crushes the dude's head. I would do the same thing to this Ooh. movie because it's just so personal and I just love it. I just want to get it in my hands and just love it and squeeze it. Okay. <laughs> okay. To death. Nice. Yeah. Chewy. I have a thing in my head, but I don't know how to say it. Oh, it's yeah. like you have a full sink of water, and the only way to empty it is to turn on and off the garbage disposal. 
but uh-huh. the on and off switch of that garbage disposal is actually in the middle of the blades. Oh. So you got to get your hand down there, and you got to turn it on and off without mangling your hand, but you're going to mangle it a little bit. I don't know how that right. compares to the movie, but I like it. Well, you're probably going to bleed out. <laughs> <laughs> so that should you, be on the DVD cover review. You're yeah. like, this was a good and awful idea. Okay. Yep. You are going to bleed it. out. There we go. Yeah. That works. <laughs> All right. So now our new segment, which is going to be, I think, pretty obvious from my answer at least, and probably John's, Chew is the outlier here. Do you recommend? Obviously, I say yes. I say yes to the entire franchise. I think you should watch all of them, including five, which I'm not a big fan of, and nine, which is awful. <laughs> Fans need to I stop. I still don't think I saw nine. No, because we don't own it because it's not part of the because it's not part of the Paramount grouping. Okay. Nine. So that's the one I have not seen. Nine is uh, and it's also got this big like new following over the past like two three years. Like, nope, we were wrong. Nine's good. No, we were right. Nine's bad. It's just people liking <laughs> the gory stuff. For those of you who don't know, Nine is the one where uh, Jason gets blown up in the beginning and somebody goes, I'm going to eat that heart. And they eat that heart and become Jason. And then when that body gets used up, they just throw up whatever it is into another person's mouth and then they become Jason. It's a whole movie of people throwing up into people's mouths. It's gross. Oh, wow. Birds must really love that movie. (laughs) Not a fan of Nine. Obviously, I recommend the movie. Uh, I recommend the entire franchise, including Part Nine, Ten, and the remakes. I say watch them all. Uh... But that's my opinion. John, how do you feel about this one? You recommend? No? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it was fun. And it was just, like I said earlier, a party. Like, it, there's no reason not to watch it. If, if, if you're there, watch it. You're, you're going to have fun. Yeah, I think. Chewy? Well, of course I would recommend it. It is one of the better Jason movies. And if you have to choose this between this or a Chucky movie. So you're not happy yeah. that I made you watch all the Chucky movies. You did get <laughs> to skip one. I I'm happy, so now I know. <laughs> that, honestly, the most amusing one probably is the second one. Because it's the campiest. I told you two was great. And you're watching one. This is terrible. Like, two, it is terrible. But then the you watch one. the other ones. And you're like, all right, this is better. <laughs> and you never got to watch Cult of Chucky, which was pretty good. You did have to watch Seed of Chucky. That one was rough. It's awful. It's not funny. Oh, yeah. Which one was the one I watched for the Netflix battle a long time ago? I believe it was Curse of Chucky. Curse of Chucky? I believe. Okay. I don't remember. It definitely wasn't Curse Seed. Curse of Chucky has its moments where it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Seed of Chucky is just atrocious. Yeah, see, that was a that was a rough one. It's atrocious. Really kind of... And I even, I'm even a fan of John Waters, and that does not save the movie for me. Yeah, that one... Uh... One really killed our momentum on rewatching all of them. Ugh. <laughs> Watching a plastic doll jerk off in Solette is something I didn't need in my brain. <laughs> I paid to see it in theaters. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Anyhow, let's move to the end of the episode. So we've recommended it, we've reviewed it. If you're not a fan of it by now, then I don't know what's wrong with you. Clearly they're great. Um so now it's time for pluggity, plug, 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 plugs. Plug with plugs. First and foremost, I will plug our own show, After the Hype. Be sure to tune in next week where we cover our final 
Halloween of the Chosen movies, which will be House or Houseua. Uh, I'm very looking, very much looking forward to this. Probably will be the best one that we cover the whole time if it wasn't Revenge already, because Revenge was great. Oh, it's probably, um, Revenge will be the most like legitimately good. Probably, yeah. Houseua is just bonkers. I've never seen it. I've, I've never even seen a trailer for it. I've only seen the DVD cover, so I know nothing about the movie. I'm very excited to watch it. Um, and then the next week after that, we actually have an episode coming out on the day Halloween. So, of course, we're ho- covering a Halloween movie. The worst one. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. I've <laughs> never uh, seen it. I, I've never seen it the whole way through. I'm very excited to watch it. Uh, Brock is going to come on. Brock from the Venture Brothers uh, podcast, our note taker and host of Damage Boost, is going to come on and talk to us about uh, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Assuming that scheduling still works out, because, you know, every time I promise that, it fails. But we're going to try to make it work this time. Uh, otherwise, be sure to listen to every other show on the HH Network, including Adventure Bros, Samwise, Demon Days, and Damage Boost. Be sure to read our articles on Fridays and Mondays by Matt and Emily. Uh, I think that's all the ATH housekeeping, right? Uh, yeah, also, if you're a person who watches video games on Twitch, our, our, our guy Brock, Damage Boost, he's, he does Twitch so it's worth subscribing yep. and checking out. He's also doing. He's doing uh, for... Dead by Daylight. I think is the game. I think so, and he's also doing promotions for Extra Life right now. So if you would like to raise money through Extra Life, they are a wonderful organization for children's hospitals. Uh, yeah. Also, and worth noting too, if you have Amazon Prime, you can subscribe to a Twitch channel, oh, and they nice. get money, and it costs you nothing but your, like it's just part of your Amazon subscription. So, so you can just be giving money, just. Making it rain for some lucky person. Why not make it Brock? Yeah, why not Brock? Make it rain. Yeah. Uh, anything else that you guys need to plug? John, plug anything else? Uh, no, we covered it. Cool. Chewy? Watch Superstore. Superstore. It's been so good so far. Uh, I'm very excited because your last season ended on a bit of a bummer, and this season is not a bummer at all. It's a lot of fun. Are you even watching it without me? Oh, yeah, because the last two times I tried to turn it on, you went, oh, great, my job. <laughs> <laughs> so I just like, well, I'm not going to watch it with you then. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I, I've never been the best at watching what I work on. Yeah, fair enough. But you should. <laughs> <laughs> you really should. This season has been great. I'm not just saying that because I'm married to her. I'd watch it regardless. Um, although I might not have. No, no, I definitely would. I yeah. would. It's fun. Yeah, it's good. Uh, that's everything. We've done it. Okay. We've covered it. Cool. We, sur- we survived. We're all the final girl. Ah. This final girl is going to go to bed. Yeah, Chewie looks like she's about to fall asleep, so we should probably say goodbye. I just did it. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.